Come on. Barb, are you ready? I am ready. Excellent. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Money Savage Engage. This is George Grumbacher. Barb Garrison is a career and money breakthrough coach. She is the job you love expert at Internal Groove. I'm excited to have you on. Barb, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to I'm going to start in reverse order. Why I do what I do is because the world needs this badly. Um, and I know this because I was my most challenging and very first client. <laughs> <laughs> I was burnt out and just going through the motions in a job that looked very good on paper, you know, resume, I had the title I'd worked my whole career for, you know, nice salary, I had the perks, the red carpet invitations, you name it. And I really found that my soul was kind of leaking out of me bit by bit. I was working six and seven days a week, working very hard and doing a good job. And it was a great company. It was not an external issue. It was more about something that had changed within me. And so I'm now the career and money breakthrough coach that I desperately needed uh, 15 and a half years ago. And so I've, I've been through it. I've walked over fire and now I'm on the other side of the street, jumping up and down saying, join me over here. I love it. A little bit about the personal life. Yeah. So actually part my grand plan that was really part of all of that, I, that was all in Los Angeles and I was living a pretty fast paced, full up life that um, didn't allow me to spend as much time with my husband as I'd hoped at the time. It was a new husband, um, uh, my only new husband, I should say. <laughs> and um, we uh, had a grand plan to get out of L.A. So now we live in Boulder, Colorado, at the foot of the Rocky Mountains, and we live a much different lifestyle and are very, very happy to be here. You did it. Yes, <laughs> we did it. It's true. Living the dream for sure. Was there a breaking point? There was absolutely a breaking point. Um, it was really, it started with me, but both my husband and I were just really going through the motions and doing work that, you know, was okay and it was earning us a nice living. Um, but we really found ourselves like not doing the things in our life that we really wanted to be doing. Doing. And we actually don't have any kids. And so one of the things we said to each other was, well, you know what, if we don't have kids, we're not tied to a school district and pulling kids out of, you know, their life and making changes. Why are we living like our friends who have kids and can't make those changes? Like we can be more adventurous. I appreciate that. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform, for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. So what, uh, what, 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 what field were you in, Barb? I was in marketing. Um, I was working for a high-profile company. Um, it was sort of at the crossroads between the entertainment industry, fashion, retail, and um, it was right in the heart of Los Angeles. And and so that's what I mean by, you know, I had all the perks, the glamour, the I had a lot of um, opportunity to get involved in everything from local politics to making a difference in my community there. And I was also in charge of all the internal and external marketing, public relations, events, um, 
And, you know, I loved the actual work, um, but something was changing in me. And one of the things I've learned from this is that we each have different chapters in our lives and life is not a set it and forget thing when it comes to our careers. And so usually what happens is people start to notice something's changing, like their desires, the kinds of skills that they want to be implementing. Um, there's, a, there's an itch they can't quite scratch. Um, and usually people wait until they're, you know, their hair's on fire and they're absolutely miserable to make a change. And I would like to suggest that we start to think about what changes would make a difference before we get to that place of misery which makes a lot of sense in the world to me. Was it a function of, of more things found their way onto your plate? And then it was just a matter of, ugh, I've just, I'm booked solid and I need to be working seven days a week. You know, that was probably a small part of it. I think the bigger part was I started to really feel like, you know, what difference am I making? Like, mm. where, where am I actually moving the needle on things that I care about? You know, other people's lives, where am I contributing? Where am I, um, you know, feeling satisfied at that deeper level? You know, I had earned the title, I'd earned the, the finances, I had earned, you know, the notoriety, the, the, the high profile position, but I still was like, looking for something. And that's what I meant when I said it was like a scratch, an itch I couldn't scratch, excuse me. And it turned out to really be purpose. And and I know that's like an, an esoteric word people sort of roll their eyeballs at today. Um, but I really will say, to me, it comes down to your truth, like living your truth in terms of what are your unique skills and gifts and your talents and the things that you really, really, truly care about? And this doesn't have to be, you know, running away to another country and joining the Peace Corps. You know, this can still be in a corporate job or beginning your own business. But what are the things that you really are born to do in terms of where you can contribute? Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. Hmm. So I'm sure that that you, that there's probably a, an unlimited number of people who, who, who fit that bill, who are successful in their career, but they're not finding that they are living in their truth or not doing really purpose-driven work where they feel like they're having an impact. Their work is probably important and valuable, but not necessarily exactly what they want to be doing. But then I also imagine that there's probably people who, who are in a role that they do feel like they're being useful, but it's just not all that they want. Yes, there are actually quite a few people like that. And that's what I specialize in working with. And, you know, what we tend to do is we kind of blame something external to us. You know, it's our boss, it's our coworkers, it's the company we work for. It's, you know, our hours, you know, something external. And what I find is this is really a journey of what I call inner work to really ask ourselves some some harder questions. And very often, we can even renegotiate positions that we already have to help them fit with us more. We don't always have to leave. Sometimes it's about, you know, making a, a brave choice to have a conversation about what you'd like to take on that maybe you haven't had the opportunity to do. And that certainly does make sense. Um... So it's a matter of it's figuring out w what you want to be doing. And if the answer is that I can do that within this organization, well, probably great. And then it's a matter of 
helping somebody to be able to have that conversation with the folks in the organization that can help them or allow them to do that kind of work. Exactly. Exactly. And it does take some courage to do that. But, you know, there's methods in which you can really do it in such a way that, you know, you don't burn a bridge, you aren't, you know, ruffling any feathers. It's really just about being honest and figuring out a way to have that conversation include something that's in it for them. And when I say them, what I mean is whoever it is in the organization you're speaking to, whether it's helping them reach their goals, whether it's about, you know, the results of the company. Um, But there is a way to create that. And I've helped many, many people do it in lots of different ways. Um, You know, we've renegotiated positions. I've helped people straddle two departments in companies. I've helped people, you know, job share um, to take on new projects to um, redesign their departments, to start new companies, to even take their own entrepreneurial ventures and redesign them a bit. You know, sometimes it's about, um, you know, assigning roles in a different way when it's your own company. I worked with one company that two business partners decided that they would actually be better off working separately. Um, You know, and all of this can be discovered when you really take a hard look inside. And it's not an easy project, Takes, it takes some time and some real honesty, but it can be done. And certainly, and the, the, the stakes are pretty high, right? As we only have one crack at this whole deal that is life, uh, the risk of not doing anything is that you're going to continue to hate your job. Exactly, exactly. And have regrets, you know, most people, there's all kinds of studies about, you know, people who are at the end of their life, their their regret is is never that they took too many risks. Their regret is that they never stood up, they never spoke up, they never stepped forward, they never tried something that was new to them. Right, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that that is 100% universal. So, all right. So let's let's assume that that, that that this person is is me, that I am everything that we've just been describing. How do I how do I go about the work of of doing that 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 internal work to figure out what I really want to be doing? Yeah, so it starts with asking ourselves some questions. I have a whole process I work with. I'll give you some shortcuts here and some hints, which is first to to ask yourself, what are you really proud of that you've done in your life? Like name five things that you're really most proud of that you've created in your life, whether it was personal, professional, family, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you did it when you were five years old or you did it last year or last week. Those usually provide a clue about what really matters to us. And don't just look at the what, meaning what it is we were doing. Also look at the how. How were we doing it? How are we contributing? And what was it that made us feel the most proud? So it is the what and the how. Nice. What does that how usually usually entail? Is it bringing people together? Is it working with how, how does that normally shake out? It can be it can be those and many, many more. The way that I say it is how we bring ourselves to the work that we do. And so, 
you know, it's, it's also about looking at what is unique about us. You know, how do we like to work? You know, are we someone who likes to work in a big group? Do we like to be a leader? Do we like to be more of someone who works in a, in a solo type of environment? Um, are we someone who likes to work on our own part of the time and then grow that into bringing other people in? Um, what are the habits and patterns that we have in terms of where we implement our skills? Um, you know, some people like to say, oh, well, I'm really creative. Well, okay, that can look like a lot of things. For some people, that might look more artistic and more in a visual way. And for others, that might be about problem solving and solving, you know, really hairy, gnarly problems. That is a way that people sometimes really tap into their greatest gifts. And so it's important to also know that very often our greatest gifts and our way of doing things is right under our nose. It's not this other thing we're out there searching for. In fact, sometimes it, it's been around since we were kids, you know, like were we the kids that, you know, we're always uh, lining up all of our stuff to animals and teaching them. Hmm. Um, and, you know, are we someone that, you know, has been a mentor unofficially since we were 12 years old? Or are we, are we someone who likes to go off on our own in the woods and, you know, figure something out? These are things that we don't pay enough attention to. Yeah, no kidding. I think that's really interesting right there. There's, there's clues all over the place and yes. perhaps rather, rather evidence all over the place um, that shows us what we really enjoy doing. Those are the things that we gravitated towards when we were a kid and we were unencumbered by having to go to work and having to do certain things at a certain time and, and, and all that. Yes, most definitely. I will tell you a, a quick, a quick uh, personal story, which is I have a picture of me from when I'm four years old and I'm wearing this pink dress and I'm talking on the telephone, which is actually a pink plastic phone. And the look on my face is so serious. Like I am literally solving the world's problems. <laughs> and what I will tell you is I literally talk on the phone, now Zoom, <laughs> all day long, every day in my life now, um, helping people with their problems or doing things like you and I, George, are doing today. And so, um, you know, I, I have that picture in my office and I love looking at it because it really cracks me up. Like she is so serious about it. what it is she is intending to do. Nice. All right. So once we have a sort of a handle on that, how do you, how do you coach people on, on how to bring this up to their organizations? Well, it's about crafting a conversation, like I said, where there's something in it for them. And so you need to think through, you know, how is this a benefit to the company, to the organization, to the individual that you're speaking to? How can you show them where you can actually bring something new to the table that would actually benefit the greater good? Um, if you can figure out a way to design it that way. I really do think of this as design because not everyone's gonna be able to do this by staying at their company. Some will need to leave, but not mm -hmm. all. And, you know, the mistake I see more people make, me included, is, you know, waiting until it's so bad that they actually had to leave. And so don't wait too long. Um, that's another tip is don't wait too long. When you start to have this feeling begin to do some exploration instead of waiting until you're so miserable, you really can't even think straight. Is it possible or are there organizations that are too big or, 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 or too small to entertain these kinds of conversations? I don't believe so. 
Um, however, the question I would ask is a slightly different one, which is, are you the kind of person that thrives more in a very small organization mm -hmm. or are you someone that thrives in a very large organization? Because they have different pros and cons and they have different environments and different cultures. And, you know, each is suited for the right person, but maybe not for everyone. So it might not be the right conversation to have if, for example, you're in a very small company and you aren't someone who's very entrepreneurial minded and likes to wear lots of hats and likes to roll up your sleeves and you like a lot of structure. If you're someone who likes a lot of structure and very linear thinking and top-down instructions and you're more of an executor, you might do better in a large organization. And those are just two examples. There's many others. Yeah, well, for sure. I think, I think that uh, there's... Absolutely no one size fits all, and there's not a correct or an incorrect answer to these kinds of questions. But as I am thinking about my previous experiences and people that I care about that have confided in me their frustrations with the workplace and just knowing that so few of us are actually engaged in our work, how incredibly important um, this is and how the time to do it is absolutely now, <laughs> just because, you know. <laughs> time is is, is 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 so precious so yes it's so true now now is the time and i'm going to say one more piece about that if i may which yeah. is you know there are people who are um their their livelihood is being impacted right now because of the pandemic and that sometimes has had people uh, face disappointments in a variety of ways. And consider that sometimes that is a hidden gift. Sometimes that's an opportunity to take a new look and turn around and look ahead, look to the side, look behind you, look in all directions and see maybe it turned out to be just perfect that now you can take that risk you've been wanting to take for a long time. I love it. Well, Barb, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Yeah, so if you are someone who is really looking internally, that's going to make the biggest difference rather than blaming your boss, blaming your environment, blaming something outside of you. So just notice yourself during the day in your work life. Are, are you pointing fingers outside? Turn that finger around. And I don't mean blame yourself, but quietly look at your habits and patterns. That is usually where your misery is living. Well, I think that, that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Yes, that is usually where your misery is living. It is oftentimes an inside job. And the only way out is is also, also going to be an inside job. So amen. <laughs> well, Barb, thank you so much for coming on. Work in Savage Nation. Learn more about you. How can people engage with you? Uh, yes, my website is internalgroove.com. G-R-O-O-V-E. And there's lots of free resources there. There's a gift you can sign up for and there's a way to contact me through that. So I hope to see everyone over there. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Barb your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to internalgroove.com. Check out all the great resources that Barb has on the site. And I think that we all know how, uh, how, how fleeting opportunities are and how short time is. So if you are intrigued by this, you know, take the action right now and, 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 and go and check it out because now, because now is the time. So thanks again, Barb. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.